You may remember back in November, I had filmmaker Anthony Callie on the show. And to backpedal a little bit from that, the reason why I got him on the show is because I had his manager get in touch with me through a mutual friend of mine. And that's just, that's how Anthony got on the show. But um, shout out to Anthony, by the way, he's doing great. His film's on the film festival circuit. It's kicking ass. Since Anthony and I linked up, I've also been in touch with his manager who got him on the show. And me and him would joke about him coming on the show uh, at some point. But then we decided to make a little bit of a reality. So today's guest is none other than Vinny Fiorenza, who was also a producer on Anthony's film, Love and Love Not. And I just thought I'd make a joke of this before I get the episode going. Once I stopped recording, Vinny literally said to me, like, shit, I talk about this movie for 15, 20 minutes on your episode, and I don't even say the name. Uh, the film is Love and Love Not. It is on the film festival circuit right now. It's floating around. Hopefully, it'll pick up distribution. Not even, I shouldn't say hopefully. Uh, I feel like it will. There's a lot of, uh, some cool buzz around it from what I'm being told. Uh, so shout out to Anthony. He's not on the show, but he's a past guest. If you want to go back and listen to his episode... And check out this one. And also, my apologies on it being kind of a short-ish episode. <laughs> I think when we were recording it, I mean, I wanted to talk to Vinny for, for a long time. I wanted to pick his brain on some stuff. But we were recording on Zoom, and <laughs> there was a big thunder and lightning storm going on outside my house. And I think I was nervous to go long and then have lose power or something. So that's just kind of the, the situation I was in. I think I was put myself in a little bit of a time crunch. And also, my apologies, because some people have reached out to me and said, why the hell aren't you doing a cold open intro to the show anymore? Well, uh, I guess it's back. Anyway, welcome to the basement, everybody. So this is a big show for me today because it's a challenge for me. This is the first, um, this is the first guest I've had on this show that is, you know, pretty much he's he's a producer as well, but he is also a manager. He looks after artists and whatnot and helps them, you know, get in a room and get their stuff up and running. Uh, Vinny Fiorenza, welcome to the basement, my pronunciation. Friend. That was ah, spot on. Spot on. I fucking. <laughs> it's it's italian it's italian uh names that i just feel like i'm got i gotta hit it like i gotta fucking hit it right because yeah, those vowels they're tricky <laughs> so um welcome i know you and i have been talking for a long long time and i think maybe you even jokingly jokingly said uh you should have me as a guest and i was like okay and here we are <laughs> <laughs> um Vinny you uh you landed on my you landed on my desk when you had a client that was making a film um Anthony Callie who was on the show a couple months back uh and I know you guys have made a film together and I'll we'll get into that a little bit um but I want to know the Vinny origin story because I I again I've never had someone in your field I mean I talk to filmmakers all the time 
but wow. I've had, I, I don't, I feel like I haven't had anybody with your kind of journey, at least to my knowledge on a, on a show like this. So definitely I mean, unique, definitely unique, definitely yeah. unique. So let's <laughs> dive in a little bit. Like for starters, you're in Hollywood right now. How did you, how did you get from, you know, East coast to West coast? Cause I know you're, you're from Staten Island, right? Yeah, I'm from Staten Island. Staten, Staten. Staten I've never been, but <laughs> I shouldn't act like I know it. But uh, how did you get out? How did you get out there? How did you? How did you? How did how this all come together? Um, I'll, get, I'll give you the the shortest version I can, starting from 2019, because um, that's the year I came over here. <clears throat> I uh, was working on a startup that was going downhill pretty fast, and uh, we had we had to dissolve the company. Learned a lot from it, grateful for it. That was in February 2019. I ended up getting a full-time job in Manhattan in May of 2019. Loved it. Wasn't getting paid enough. They weren't going to promote me, even though they should have. Totally different story. Worked out for me. But then in uh, November 2019, I decided, screw it. I don't want to do another winter. Why would I want to put myself through that? That's absurd. So I decided to drive cross country with my dad and brother on quit the job November 2nd. We left on November 10th. I was here November 15th, staying on a couch for uh, between four to six months. I don't even know, but yeah, it was took the risk. And uh, so, so far we're doing all right, but yeah, that's, that's how I got from East to West coast. So are you out there with family right now? Friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. A, lot of, a lot of friends. All, all my people are in New York. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the lone wolf, but uh, not really because I have my family that I grew up with over here. Like all my, all my friends have been friends since I was elementary school. Yeah, we got, got a big gang of us out here, you know, a gaggle of Staten Islanders. That's crazy. Oh, that, that, that's, that's cool. You kind of did like the it sounds like how actors make their way out there and whatnot. And like musicians just, you know, oh. fuck it. Nothing's working out here. I'm packing up. I'm chasing something out on the West coast. You know, the, the old, I don't know what book it's from, but there's an old saying, go West, my friend, or go West, my son. And I guess you kind of lived that out and that's, that's pretty cool. So how did you, how did you fall into uh, becoming a, a manager? Or a, a talent manager. I don't know what kind yeah. of label you want to put on uh, that. Uh, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, it's a talent manager is cool. So that's a journey within itself, too, because I was working in the event industry in Manhattan, and um, that was my goal to come out here and become a banquet manager in hotels. I applied to, like, 25 luxury hotels and didn't get a single interview. Maybe it was the timing. Maybe I didn't try hard enough. Maybe I didn't knock down enough doors but in the meantime my buddy asked me to manage his uh music artist project it's like i don't know what any of that means but let's give it a go and uh you know we we got that we got them signed with a label and uh i took on another few artist projects and i thought the music stuff was really great i was reading books nonstop about music like i knew as much as i could as fast as i could about Music, the history, legal, this, that, and the third, whatever I could get my hands on. And then um, in the meantime, <laughs> through that process, the guy you mentioned earlier, Anthony Cali, 
asked me to make a movie with him. Project was great. We'll get to it later. And then uh, we, the music artist I first uh, linked up with, who's one of my close friends I grew up with, introduced me to Bohemia Group, which is a talent management company that also has a label, a music label that uh, we partnered up with. And since I started, I met with the people at the management company. I pretty much smoked the cigar with the CEO and kind of never left. It was, uh, and here we are. That was back in May of 2021. Nice. So you, you're fairly like new to kind of everything. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like when I talk to you, you seem like, you know, the ins and outs pretty good. I feel like you, I don't know. Are you, do you think you're like, do you think you're a fast learner? Yeah, no, I know it. <laughs> I'm ready for let's let's do it. I don't know what it is, but like I'm ready for it. Yeah, no, that's I feel like in your line of work, that's probably the best mentality. So I mean, you 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 say you read a lot and whatnot, and just you just read up on kind of how how to get things done in this line of work. Um, I just want to go back real quick to like any education you might have. Did you study anything at least close to being a talent manager in college? Like, I don't know what you go to school for. I went to school, I went to school at the university at Albany with okay. my director of the film, Anthony Kelly. Wow. Where, I didn't know where that. we met. Yeah. And, uh, we're in the same fraternity, if you want to call it that, um, it was a gang. But uh, we we were together, and you know we became close friends. And in school, I was a, I majored in business administration, and uh, my concentration were marketing and management. Mm-hmm. Was it that I don't even know? But it, it, yeah, it was something like that. And I mean, technically, it sounds like it was related to what I'm doing, but it wasn't. Um, you know, it was super general. I didn't shoot for the stars at all, but and now I am. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Awesome. So like, do you think being a talent manager is kind of a, a little bit of book smart, a little bit of street smart, a little bit of people smart, you think? Well, that definitely. I, I would, uh, I would, yeah. I mean, with the book smart, I'm reading constantly, literally and figuratively, like whether it be online stuff or books, I love memoirs and I love, uh, you know, industry trade books and then street smarts you got to be able to sit in a room and understand what everyone's thinking or at least make extreme educated guesses on what the hell's going on and what you think might happen next so you can make the most educated decisions based off that knowledge for your clients partners and everyone else and that's that comes both into play as a talent manager and a producer all right what's the best book you've read recently just i don't know just throwing it out there well, I read, I read, um, oh, what the hell was it called? It was the CAA book. Of oh, I saw that. Power, um, Powerhouse. It was really good. And uh, I also read Limitless by Jim Quick. Like I'm also reading business books because, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know I'm, I have the entrepreneurial spirit. So I got to keep that flowing. That's also Limitless by Jim Quick is definitely a big recommendation. Yeah, his practices are insane for like memory and speed reading. So God, I want to improve my uh, words per minute. They're terrible. <laughs> okay. Um, question that's not on the list. I just thought up on the fly. So if you don't want, if you don't want it, you can shoot it down. I'll cut it out. But with you just reading up on a lot of information and having such an entrepreneurial spirit, 
uh, would you ever want to kind of have your own like talent group of your own? I don't know. I, I would may I, I don't know. Potentially, it depends on where the wind blows. Like in all in all seriousness, like I'm definitely not opposed. Um, yeah, I would have to have a different role. I can't be managing personally if that is the case. But yeah, I'm open to everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a partner in a lot of different businesses down the road. I don't know. I don't even know what some of them might end up being, but uh, I'm prepared for anything for the most part. All right. So every time I talk to you or I shoot you a text, Hey, I got something I want to run by you. We have to set up a time because a we're on opposite coasts. I know, but um, I feel like you, you and your profession, you have to probably have a ton of structure in your day. Um, with meetings, phone calls, and whatnot. I mean, just to walk me through a day, sunrise to sunset, of being a talent manager in Hollywood. Well, I can't speak for everyone, but <laughs> I, I could. Because I, could I, dude, I see it. Like, I hop on Instagram at eight in the morning, and I'm on the East Coast, and you're already up doing like a video skyline of like West Hollywood or something. <laughs> like, you're up early. Yeah, no, I usually wake up between you know i don't know 4 30 and 5 30 like, if i could like you know that's that's the goal the goal is to be up before the enemy you know you gotta you know, yeah you're prepared to kill but um <laughs> but day in the life i try and get up that early you know do do a little workout read um prepare coffee do what i what i you know just morning stuff um, you know, say, say a prayer, whatever you got to do to get myself in a better mood, whether it be journal or, um, you know, do a meditation, whatever it might be, whatever, whatever it is for that month. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, and, you know, I make my way to the office way before it's open, if I could. I got my key so I can just go in when I feel. But um you know, my day is just jam-packed with meetings and meetings with both clients, maybe future clients, people who are writing scripts, people who are interested in maybe writing scripts, people in development, people who are already there who just want to meet me for whatever reason. I don't know. I've, I've found that my New Yorkerness has been very appealing <laughs> to people out here. So it's, it's been, it's been a blessing to be out here specifically, but, um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of like nurturing for the clients. So like, there's a lot of interruptions throughout my day. I guess you could say through people that need uh, extra special uh, tender love and care. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, it's probably like my you know my day. Every day could be different, but generally they're pretty scheduled. All right, cool. No, that's awesome. Like you know, do you? But how, like, I feel like you're from the Northeast, like there, you know, I am too. Yeah. I'm from Massachusetts. And I feel like we have, we are people that need structure in our lives. And because we're just, I feel like there's more of a hustle from that side of the country, like a more of a grind, nothing against West coast people. I know you guys listen, but I feel like you guys are a lot more laid back than people from New York and Boston and whatnot. So, I mean, that's cool that you kind of have an influence out there um like well, I, I could fill in a blank if you need me to 
Go um, ahead. Go ahead. I just I lost well, my train of thought. <laughs> I, could, I, I could tell you something for sure, like with the transition from the East Coast to the West yeah. Coast with myself. I have definitely become more calm and more uh, um, better with decision making, even though I'm still risky as all hell, like, yeah. but I'm more um, cool and more uh, just generally calm. Like it's been very, I've been very affected by the environment of the type of people that are around here along with me always growing up wanting to live near palm trees and be able now being able to go out of any door of any building of any house and just see palm trees that's that was one of my life's missions like i don't think i could ever not do that <laughs> you know so yeah that i'm super grateful to be at least in this i don't know if this is home forever but you know grateful to not be where there aren't palm trees yeah man i i know i'm not in california but i I know what you mean about the palm trees but um i mean how important is it to have a lot of uh balance in your line of work between hustling your ass off and still trying to have a good time and still trying to have some peace of mind um it it is you know you gotta you gotta be able to work hard and you know play hard too but like when you play hard you gotta you got to do it smart. And what I mean by that is being a talent manager or a producer, you're always on the clock. Like no matter what, like it doesn't matter which crowd you're with, you can help everyone in that room in some way, shape or form. And they're going to ask you, well, what, like, how, like, I don't know, even someone who has no interest in it, maybe they have a cousin that is interested in something in the entertainment field. So I got to be prepped and ready to just answer those questions. And like, even if I don't want to, I got to pretend like I want to, So you know, like uh, you got you to gotta do the right thing. And at least that's, that's how I view it. But in overall imbalance, yeah, you, there are some times when you feel like you don't have balance because you're working so hard. Like when we were making the film, there was no balance at all. It's only film, nothing, nothing else. No, no friends, no hanging out, no anything, but yeah. Um, yeah. The balance is pretty decent. <laughs> no, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, yeah. Making films is crazy. I've, I've done it. It's, it's not for the faint of heart. I don't know why I still want to do it, but I want to, cause, but, cause it's the only thing I'm, I don't know. It's all I am, but anyway, back to you, um, which is a perfect segue. You produced a film. Uh, I think you guys, I'm just trying to recall what me and Anthony talked about. You guys filmed, I think, end of 2020 or something. Yeah, yeah, into 2021. Um, so you produced a film. Uh, just It's making the rounds on festivals right now. I still haven't seen it. I apologize. I almost actually, when it was online screening, I think it was the Malibu Film yeah. Festival just played at. I, I almost bought a ticket, but... I have a kid now, so sometimes things like oh yeah, no I worries. say I'm gonna do something and I don't do it. But shoot me uh, a text next time. I'll get I'll get you the the actual link. Yeah, we'll, 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 yeah. we'll talk off mics. Uh, <laughs> but you produced it like you produced this film, and just you kind of just touched on it now. But let's just expand on it. Like talk about literally how this thing kind of came together because I didn't know you and Anthony went to the same school together or went to the same college together. Yeah. And to be honest, we really weren't, we were friends and we hung out all the time, but we weren't 
the tightest people then. Mm-hmm. When I was working in, in Manhattan, we would talk more often for whatever reason he was out here. He said, oh, if you ever want to come out here, stay on my couch or something, just let me know. And uh, come that September or something, I was like, dude, if you, if you were serious about that, I might take you up on that. I shipped myself out here in November and uh, not even uh, six months later, we were talking about making a movie because we previously made a short film that did super well in the festival run, uh, which you guys spoke about on your last podcast. Yeah waiting yeah um, that was it was a really good one yeah i'm glad you liked it man it was uh it did really well in the festival route so we're like i'm sure we could do a feature thank god i was completely naive to how hard all this stuff would be because if i wasn't if i understood what really went into it i would i don't know if i would have done it. <laughs> at least not now but yeah it was uh it was an intense project. And that's, uh, yeah, Anthony asked me if I wanted to be a producer on it. I was like, sure. I was like, well, what do you think it'll take for me to get uh, to be a executive producer? He was like, he was like, just raise like 30 grand or something. Like, All right. Yeah, we ra- I raised a lot more than that. So we're, we're happy about uh, what, what came out and how it looks and how it, you know, how it's doing so far. Well, nice. Yeah. Talk to me about raising money because it sucks. I've tried to do it. I failed. I want to hear from somebody who's, it seems like they've succeeded at it. Yeah. On a small scale, but like, I'm proud of what I've done. Um, this is, this, this is, was my best friend and probably only friend. iPhones. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was on the phone 24 hours a day talking to people. i probably spoke to at least 800 people on the phone like to and nobody gave me money if i got money from 50 people out of those and that's actually not less obviously but like still to be able to get 40 some odd people to give money out of those 800 it's pretty decent numbers and i wasn't i wasn't saying that i was setting up phone calls for like say two weeks from now to make sure like i was i had, I had like 15 phone calls set up a day speaking to people I haven't spoke to in a year. And like you, I'd have my barber from when I was a kid giving us, giving us cash. Like, you know, like people believe in us and especially Anthony and I, we've always done right by people. And, you know, since this is our first independent project, we could segue this into making bigger scale projects once, you know, movies out there and distributed properly. But dude, you, one, if you're going to collect money, you got to go, you got to know who you can ask. And you also got to ask people maybe you shouldn't ask because maybe maybe they'll point you to another person because there's always references out there. Everyone, everyone who doesn't want to be in Hollywood really does. Like everyone wants to be somehow in the glamour. There are some people who don't, but you know, in some way they, they want to be involved. And they can if they can do it by doing a favor and not doing work, what's better than that? And making yeah other people's journeys slightly easier and you know the and being a part of that like people are so grateful like people like oh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this, they don't they don't expect a return you know on it which is like how, how could I not I not be more thankful for that to hear that from people you know it's it's incredible not that they're not expecting a return but they're not doing it for the money they're not doing it for an ROI they're doing it for the love of Anthony and myself so you know, that's, that's 
pretty powerful in itself. I mean, the next film, it's got to be a totally different ball game, but you know. Yeah. Nice, dude. Like, no, because I've I always hear mixed stories about raising funds, and I just feel like it's a lot of hard work meets luck. Yeah. I don't I don't know because like, you know, you hear these internet film financing gurus saying you know oh you're gonna go make a hundred cold calls to people that you know you don't even really know that's a stupid idea but then again here it is you just did it (laughs) i almost did a thousand (laughs) well yeah and you know i i had the time like that's why i always say the best ability is availability yeah. So like when I'm, I was kind of free and working significantly less at that time. And since I had the freedom to do that, I took advantage and was working in my own way nonstop. <laughs> you know, that's a, it made, made, made some magic happen. No, that, that, that's cool. That's cool. I look forward to at some point seeing the film, like, you know, cause Anthony, when Anthony was on like this, like I went in blind with him, like when you referred him to me, um i was like i didn't know what he was gonna be like and he was just like such an uh, a huge like cinema buff like me and oh, him kind of freak yeah me and him kind of geeked out on like movies from the 60s and 70s and anybody who can talk movies from that era is i mean i'd love to have him back on the show but that's just like i could i could, I could hang i could hang too he, he's you freak. could hang all right well hold on like what kind of what, what what did you watch growing up or something well, my, my I didn't mean father, to put you on the spot, dude. But. No, no. Well, growing up, like my my father grew up in the seventies and eighties, so like I was watching all those type of cult classics. Yeah, I, like my my bedroom growing up was covered in movie posters, uh, all from the eighties too. Like <laughs> the the Breakfast Club, Scarface, The Goonies, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, okay. Uh, what, what the hell? Else? A couple more, but Goodfellas was up there, and I, I put. I put the hangover, like I had a lot. I had the Godfather, you know, I got, I, that's obviously my favorite movie. Well, Godfather part two, how to throw that in there. 50 years old now. It just became, as we record Dang. this. Yeah. Fucking huge. Um, no, that that's cool. I, I didn't, I didn't know how deep your, uh, your fandom kind of went. So that, that's interesting. Uh, but I'm watching, I'm trying, I built the, I'm a big list guy. I'm trying to watch every best picture like of all time ever like all right dude i will do that i don't know by 40 <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but no i i've been i've been doing a lot i at like 65 percent from uh 2000 to 2020 oh, like i've watched yeah it's a, it's a lot of freaking movies there's a lot of movies that have won that like a lot of people argue that probably should have never won but um um, I definitely agree. I've been doing my homework. <laughs> There's a lot of them that are really, really good. Like two, two, just to throw more movies out there. Two that I've watched recently that I'm surprised I didn't see was Descendants with George Clooney. Oh was yeah, really good. That's, uh, that's on I don't know where, where it was, but that and uh, Manchester by the Sea. Which yeah, is, that's like a you, uh, your, your background that's i'm from i will i'm from the other side of the state but yeah i've been out that way it's it's a it's a beautiful little area but um anything that's gonna force you to cry uh, yeah that that alleyway scene with michelle williams and uh casey dude fucking brutal like you didn't even know you were gonna get sucked into that scene and like Uh, uh, not necessary 
<laughs> it was not though. necessary. It was though. It was um, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. It's not necessary. Um, but back onto like your trajectory here. Um, you you have the producer title now. You've done it, and you know I always hear stories of managers, agents, whoever publicists even maybe kind of jumping into producing um do you see yourself continuing it at all i don't see myself ever not being involved involved in movies like i will i will now that i got that bug this is i i want to be a major producer like long term like down the road like i have a feeling that people will know me (laughs) <laughs> i do too you have quite the persona you do like you're, I, you're very likable yeah I, I i'm excited i'm hoping that i can win over some of the right people and work with some bigger bigger uh bigger people you know so we, we could make movies that are you know known worldwide and you know could be nominated for some of these things down the road who who knows but even if we're not nominated and we're getting people to watch it on a worldwide scale, uh, I'm in. If we can make some money along the way, that wouldn't be bad either. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if this question just cancels itself out because I know you want to just keep going with film, but outside of film, um, like what other kind of talented, like what other kind of genres or forms of talent that you kind of want to nurture and help get out into the world? I, I have an answer for that one. Okay. Um, I came from the events world. Mm-hmm. So like I was working a lot of banquets and um, auctions and things like that. Weddings, bar mitzvahs. I was at Chelsea Piers in Manhattan, but I, I've worked a lot of those here. Like I found part-time gigs working that out here. I love events, putting on events. So how I looked at the movie and the big production, I looked at it as a major event. It was a, I had 25 plus day shoot. Each day was a different event. We had to have food. We had to have the people. We had to have the lighting. We had the, 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 the you know locations. So, but yeah, look down the road. Like I, I'm going to this NFT event on April 14th, which I'm very excited about in Soho, in Manhattan. I'm going back to New York for a little bit, but we're. Uh, I'm looking to be a part of events like that in the art NFT space for a long time as well. Uh, you know, I want to be engaged in as many communities as possible and um, help as many people along the way and people love events and yeah, I, so do I. So I love being a part of the development and actual happenings of people enjoying themselves. <laughs> you know? So All right. I can dig that. That's that's the general version of events for me. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I I, I feel you. That that's that's because yeah, a film is like making a film is an event. There's like, you know, five hundred things going yeah. on at once that you have to micromanage. So I can see why there's a solid transition there. So no, that's that's fucking cool, man. Um last question. Cool. <laughs> Uh, and this is just kind of me reaching out to the audience and whatnot. And I'm not trying to, not that I'm going to reveal how to really contact you directly, but I'll save that I to mean, you. You mostly could, but well, but, but I'm not trying to get your email flooded. That's what I'm saying. But like, I got a lot of artists and all and 
different walks of life that listen to this show and, you know, probably are wondering how the hell to break in and get some sort of recognition from your stance on things as a talent manager. Like, what do you recommend for anybody from actors to writers to musicians to, I don't know, who, whoever else, but what's your recommend, recommendation? I mean, on a general scale? General or multiple no, scales, whatever. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do on generally whatever whatever field you're in or whatever field you're trying to be in you gotta just do it like i know it sounds super generic but if you want to be a musician start writing start learning taking lessons you want to be an actor go to class get your assets in order immediately you want to be a producer partner with a director you want to be a director partner with a producer you know you get out there and do it immediately start writing scripts non-stop you know like you the like you're doing you're you're connecting with me, network, 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 network. And then you should probably continue networking. (laughs) That's, that's like my biggest advice to everyone everywhere. My network has got me, me, everything in my life. You know, that's the guy and you got to maintain your network. So yeah, that would, that's my advice, you know, do it, just do it and network. (laughs) You know, it sounds, sounds general, but like, on the grand scheme of things, that's, you know, the basics of it, I guess. <laughs> no, that is the common thing I feel. Cause I just, a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting down with a friend of mine who like always has, dude, I got this pitch, man. I got this pitch. I got this. And like, you know, he'll flesh it out for me. And then and what should I do now? And I go, you should just write it. Like, just stop thinking about everything that comes after the fact. Just, just write the damn thing first. Mm-hmm. And pitch it, get rejected, yada, 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 move yeah. on, write something else and write something else after that. And then next thing you know, you have a pile of stuff to shop around to people. Hopefully somebody at least buys something. And that was lightning outside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it would start storming right when we recorded, but there, there's, um, oh, what was it? I didn't it. Disregard. But also, I wanted to um, just to say it on the show. I wanted to thank Doug for introducing us to. Yes. Uh, uh, Doug Meyer. Yes. Yeah. Who's been on this show too, who still is actually, he just actually messaged me with like another potential guest. So it's good to have people looking out for me to have guests on this show. So yeah, you wouldn't network. Yeah, you network, networking. Um, all right, man. Vinny. Thank you for coming to the basement. Appreciate it. Where? Oh, I should probably ask. This is something I asked everybody who comes on the show and whatever you can and can't tell me. I understand how non-disclosure agreements work, but um, you have anything coming down the pipeline that's big for you at some point that you can at least tease or mention? Just working on a couple pilots right now that are being pitched to some major networks, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I, I got got some a couple bigger meetings coming up, which I'm excited about. So okay. we'll see where it happens. I can keep you updated. Okay. <laughs> the show. All right. Um, where can we, if we wanna track you down on the internet, where can we find you? I mean, I'm on. I think I'm on everything. Uh. uh Instagram, Facebook. I give you the links. I don't know if you post them anywhere, yeah, but yeah. And now the new thing that I've been engaging with, which I think you should too, honestly, is I've been on Clubhouse a lot. 
it's I have re- no idea what that is. Okay, well, I'll, I'm, I can't explain it in real detail now, but it's big groups of people who are interested in the same things, speaking okay. live where they can mute themselves on and off, like so they could just randomly interrupt each other and put their opinion in. It's pretty cool. Sometimes there's moderators, sometimes famous people running rooms. Everyone's, it's, you should definitely be on there, especially as a writer and someone who's in the, whatever, I'll, I'll send you a link. But okay. yeah, I've been on Clubhouse frequently as a talent manager and like speaking as a moderator in talent manager groups, which has been pretty fun. And I've learned a lot from, you know, developing actors through there. But yeah, Facebook, Instagram, all of them crap <laughs> yeah i got you man all right i'll leave some links in the show uh in the show notes for that and um i don't know what more to say thank you for coming on i know you had some nerves about coming on but you fucking did. did it thank you appreciate that a lot all right uh so as for all you guys listeners you know the routine uh we'll see you next week and leave a rating and a review on apple podcast spotify wherever the hell you listen to this show See you next week.